0: Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to look at the USDA finalizing some hemp rules. hope us dive into that. Katrina Golgowski, Angel Investor and Attorney and Appliance Expert. Thanks again for being on The Talking Hedge.
1: Thanks, Jeff.
0: All right. So looking at USDA finalizing hemp rules what does that mean for Delta-8? What does that mean for hemp cigarettes? What does that mean for flour going through Idaho? <laughs> what does it mean?
1: Well, oh, wouldn't it be nice if the USDA actually addressed the issues that the industry faces and we could answer those questions? That'd be too convenient. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Very long story short, with the um, 2008 Farm Bill, uh, that required the USDA to promulgate regulations and rules of how to handle the the hemp crop in the United States. Uh, CBD, which is why everybody in the planet was growing hemp, uh, was not even addressed. Um, And the initial rules that they put out were horrendous. Uh really, the, the, the main takeaway was whoever wrote these rules didn't even know what hemp was, uh, certainly was not familiar with the industry. So they published these interim final rules, interim final regulations, uh, and allowed comments. And you can imagine the plethora of comments. And they said, we are going to listen to your comments. And because we don't know anything about this industry, help us fast forward to where we are now. Uh, Guess what? They didn't really listen. Uh, And they did what they wanted to do anyway. Um, And so I won't rehash the whole thing. I'll just um, touch on the key points here for you, Josh. Um, It is total THC, not Delta 9 THC content of hemp that is regulated. It is still 0.3. There was begging to go up to 1%, uh, but nope, it is 0.3. And then the other main issue is how you test it and when you test it. Uh, You know, the crop grows uh, and there was debate. Do you take the the top five inches, the top eight inches? Uh, Do you include leaves? Do you include buds? Do you include stalks? How do you test it? Um, and they came down and they said between five and eight inches of the top. They did not uh, specifically indicate what the top was, just the top. Um, and they increased the timeline uh, from 15 days to 30 days before harvest uh, that you have to do this testing. But, but, the, but the worst thing was <laughs> uh, you have to have a DEA certified lab conduct the test and the the rationale behind that was uh, if it tests hot, uh, i.e. more than 0.3 percent, then it's a drug and it needs to be handled by the DEA. Uh, That rule remained. Uh, I, I am stunned that that rule remained because there's only something like Thirty registered DEA labs in the the country. It's it's not good. Uh, But they delayed implementation until 2022. So if you are a person with a science background and you want to spend a couple million dollars on lab equipment and certification, uh, become a DEA certified lab because uh, you got some work coming your way.
0: I would think that that's also looking into the future, what they're going to do with cannabis as well. So it says right here, there's an insufficient number of DEA registered labs. So they know they're creating an immediate bottleneck. So I'm wondering how difficult, how lengthy of a process is it? How expensive is it for existing labs to become DEA certified? Because if you can't do hemp, you're not going to be able to do cannabis. So why not move forward and allow for hemp and just hedge your bet that you're gonna to have to have that eventually anyways with, with THC.
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, if you are a testing lab for either uh, hemp or cannabis, I would certainly start working in the direction of getting a DA certification. Uh, just like if you're manufacturing a food product, uh, definitely start going in the direction of GMP certification because that's the the future of the industry. Um, And uh, the the last thing about this was when your crop tests hot in connection with having the DEA certified lab test it and it tests hot, then it's a drug. What do you do with it? Uh, And uh, technically speaking at that point, it's hazardous waste. And uh, so they they wanted all of the the USDA wanted all of these rules and regulations concerning crop destruction. So if it tests hot, you have to destroy the crop. Okay, what do you do Do you have to harvest it and then ship it off to have hazardous waste. Uh, Well, Uh, That was one thing that the USDA gave in on. As long as your crop does not test higher than 1%, remember the standard is 0.3, but as long as it doesn't test higher than 1%, you can just bury it in the ground uh, like any other uh, uh, crop that didn't succeed. So that was one thing that can happen. Um, Also, they they wink, wink, nod, nod, promised uh, not to kind of mean that to uh, prosecute you for a drug crime uh, for a negligent uh, um, growing of hot material, but they put a limit on that. Uh, you can only be, uh, you can only have one hot test a year and you can only have three hot tests before, uh, before you lose your license. So there was some gimme with the USDA, but uh, not enough to really make the industry happy. Uh, to the point where the Biden administration, the day these were finalized, the Biden administration is already revising them. So we'll see what happens in the future. But if you are a hemp grower right now, uh, pay attention to what you have in the ground and uh, strategically conduct your testing so that uh, you don't test hot. That's my advice, Josh.
0: That's good advice. I'm wondering if there's an option to sell it to a cannabis company so that they could include that in kind of a one-to-one ratio. Now, 1% one percent CBD is going to be nothing, um, but I'm wondering if they can use that somehow. Rather than burying it, destroying it, eventually, w- will they be able to utilize it in the cannabis space if it's hot hot hemp? Um,
1: well, not just that. What if you harvest it to make it into rope or hemp right. blocks or or hemp clothes or or anything else. Uh, and, and quite frankly, the USDA did not address that. Uh, as I said, they're, they're just not familiar, familiar with the industry at all and these regulations indicate that. And once again, there's no reference to CBD. Um, hey, I wanna smoke hemp flower. Uh, silent doesn't
0: even- well beverages are a big thing right so that was a really big thing that people wanted cbd water and beverages and so to not even address that issue um you know i think leaves a lot of people still uncertain of what to do this doesn't really clarify any of the uncertainty that we've had since august of 2018 or 19 whenever they said you can't have CBD beverages. It's been crazy.
1: Well, the USDA uh, deferred to the FDA, whose hands are tied by the DEA. Uh, and that alphabet soup putting together, it, it really does just create a soup. Um, and they, they need to go back and basically throw this away and start again from the perspective of how the industry actually operates instead of hemp is a drug and babies are going to die. Come on, people, you know, figure this out before you start regulating an industry you don't understand.
0: Right. Yeah. That's pretty frustrating. Um, But hopefully they'll figure that out. I don't know. Got very little faith in the government to do anything right the first time. So it's going to take some adjusting and a lot of time and patience. So even more reason to consume. All right. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks again for being on the Talking Hedge. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show.